Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hi my loves, welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, uh, wait, what? <laughs> Girl, we're not even going to edit that because no, I really forgot what I was going to say. And I say it every single episode. So truly, I'm confused as to why I forgot. But anyways, if you're new here, welcome. So happy to have you. I remember things pretty often. Most likely I'll remember things. Sometimes we have a slip up like we just had. So, you know, we just go with the flow on this podcast. Okay, we go with the flow. And if you're an OG listener, hey, go, hey, hey, boy, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for being here, for spending your time with me, because we all know time is money, baby. Okay, and I love that you guys spend your time with me. Okay, so today we're doing a guest episode. We haven't had a guest episode in a minute, which I kind of like because I got some feedback from you guys that you love the guest episodes, but you also really love love the solo episodes and I remember I got into a point where I was just like do y'all even want to just hear me talk like by myself like what I really be saying though like I feel like I just be saying the same thing over and over again but really that's not true like hello imposter syndrome hello perfectionist in me that wants to convince me that what I have to say is not valuable mm, bye girl we're not talking to you right now but I feel like we haven't done a guest episode in a minute and I truly love the guest episodes not just because like they're so informative. I get to learn. You guys get to learn. You guys tend to love them, but also because I make really cool connections with people in the spiritual community, the business community, the Instagram online community. I have made so many and by so many, I don't mean like that many, but I have made a good number of really good friends online. And I feel like I'm just building this really cool network to the point where I feel like I can go to almost like anywhere in the world and I can know someone who's nearby. I might not know someone who's in that exact state or that exact country, but I might know someone who's nearby or know someone who knows someone who can like, you know, show me around or introduce me to things or like whatever the case may be. And I feel like that's such a really cool piece of the internet that I know like there's so many pieces of the internet that are like problematic and exposure to things is like kind of overwhelming sometimes, but there are also some really cool pieces of the internet, like the fact that you can meet with and chat with people from all over the world without even leaving the comfort of your own home, which I love as a tourist and a homebody. Y'all know I stay at home. I be at home all the time. I be at home goods or I be at home. Okay, baby. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I literally was at home goods yesterday. That's why I'm laughing because I'm like, I really do stay at home goods though. Like y'all don't even know. Like they, girl, I know when the shipments come in at the home goods here in Dallas now. And it's really a problem because I be showing up there on the day of or the day after looking for new stuff. And I'm just like, Ugh, I need something to do with my time. 
Okay. Anywho, so today we're chatting with Anna, who goes by the home anatomist on Instagram. She is such a beautiful and amazing soul. You guys are going to love this conversation. So Anna is a certified feng shui practitioner, and I'm not even going to get into what feng shui is. If you know, you know. If you don't, thank you for being here because Anna will explain it. And she kind of goes into detail of her story, how she started her business, what feng shui is, how you can use the practices and the principles of feng shui to enrich your home, to create more flow into your life, to allow things to flow easily into your life, to maybe rid yourself of some of the anxiety or the discomfort that you may face being in your own home. Because we all know your home is supposed to be a place where you feel comfortable, where you feel vulnerable, where you can let your hair down, so to speak, and not necessarily feel like cramped and uncomfortable and anything like really just unsettling, right? We don't need that in our homes. Our homes are our safe havens or they're supposed to be at least. Anna and I dive into this conversation all about, again, how she started her business, what feng shui is, and she gives us some tips and tricks in order for us to really start to use feng shui in our own lives. And I think what I love about feng shui is it's so applicable and practical, right? Like you, you have to like buy things for your home. You have to, in some ways, decorate your home, even though maybe you're not like that much of a decor person. Like you got to buy at least a couch. Like you got to buy some of the practical things for your home. Okay. And so we're going to talk about how you can do that with more intentionality in order to kind of like just create a really loving and safe space for your home and not to mention a beautiful space because baby, we got to live in luxury. Okay. And by luxury, I don't mean that everything I'd be designer by luxury. I mean, you got to live in a place that makes you feel lavish, that makes you feel enriched, that makes you feel abundant. Okay. And that's what we're going to get into today. That's what we're going to talk about today. And this is going to be a good episode. So I really hope you guys love this conversation. Come find me on Instagram. If you do, let me know. I have some other guest episodes planned and I am so excited for some of them. I will like... I'm not going to spoil it. Okay, I'm going to try to keep the lips sealed, but I definitely have some guests coming on that I am just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe this person is going to be on Manifest Daily, which is so dope. Like, oh, girl, we listen. Okay, we working over here. We working behind the scenes. We working. Okay. And it has been a very productive day on my end. It's three o'clock right now on Monday and I have just been working all day and I am pretty tired, but we still have some more stuff to get done today, including editing this episode as we speak to get it ready for tomorrow. And also just like doing some other things for uh, my nine to five. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, come find me on Instagram. Let me know if you liked it or not. And of course, share the podcast with a friend. I know a lot of you guys have discovered the podcast on your own, but if you really like it and you feel like there's someone in your life who would like really like it, like my energy, like my personality, because baby, I know I'm not for everybody, but I am for some of y'all. OK, so share with your friends and family that I would be for, you know, sharing is caring. Health is wealth. All the things. OK, all right. Let's go ahead and dive into this conversation because I'm going to just keep rambling. And really, y'all just don't need that today. OK, let's just go ahead and get into it. And thank you again for being here. I'll chat with you guys in a second with Anna and I'll also chat with you in the very next Manifest Daily episode. Bye, my loves. Well, not bye, but like, I guess, hi. Let's transition. Let's go. Hi, Anna. How are you? 
Hi, how are you? So glad to be here. I know, I'm so excited. We like coordinated this very, very quickly, which I love. I just love when things are like a quick turnaround. And I'm just so happy to have you here. So um, Anna, you go by the home anatomist on Instagram and we're just going to dive into the conversation. Cause like, we like to just get to the chase here on this podcast. Okay. And I want you to introduce yourselves to all the listeners tuning in. We'd love to know like who you are, what you do in your business and how you got started doing this work. Yeah. Love it. Love it. First of all, thank you so much for having me today. I've listened like to numerous of your episodes and let me tell you your enthusiasm girl never fails <laughs> so yeah really glad to be here really glad to be here so about the home anatomist most of the stories when I hear like stories of callings and you hear people having like these major discoveries and like immediate deep dives into their topic let me tell you like it took me four to five years to figure out that this was going to be my thing this feng shui thing so looking back at it two events really mark this breakthrough. And for people that don't know feng shui, we're going to go into this because at the beginning, I'm like, is it feng shui, feng shui? So it's really, it sounds really Chinese, but it is a Chinese tradition. So let me tell you about these events to market. Um, the first one was like when I was 19 and I was living in a student city um, called Ghent in Belgium. I'm from Belgium. And my parents had recently moved to Spain. So I had already done like one year of university. I kind of was settled into my own apartment. And it sounds like really fun, like this busy social life, going out, studying. Mm -hmm. But really, I felt like so alone. I went like from party to party, from exam to exam. Like I had really that this, this balance. I didn't really like like the apartment I was living in. And it was like modern, but it wasn't like cozy. It was far from the city center, like far from the campus. And at night, I really had to go like through this park to get home. Oh, so no. I was like, yeah, I was at my friends a lot. It was really like a functional place. I hadn't even invested in a couch. That's how like disconnected I felt from that place. I was really sad. Yeah. So I told my friends, like, I want to move out from this place. I really envisioned like the specifics of what I wanted, how I wanted to feel. And you're like a master at this. <laughs> so I was like, how easy would it be to, for me to be like in the city center, get home safe, like all of those beautiful things that like this new apartment would bring me. And that month I went to Paris with my parents and I entered this library and I headed like straight on to the self-help section. You know, when you're like in that headspace that you're like, I want to be able to breathe again because I'm feeling so disbalanced. Yes. And I picked <laughs> up this book yeah. and it was called, I think it was called the Feng Shui Doctor or something like that. It was cute. It was like, had this red gold frame and it was beautiful so I like bought it I'm like I'm starting to implement some enhancements doing lots of decluttering not thinking too much about it and at one point it got really complex that book spoke about deadly arrows and compass and numbers and I was like it was in French too I speak French but okay reading like this really complex book was Nah, I so I implemented some of the enhancements and I got really tired like of the complexity. I forgot about it. And a few weeks later, 
this girl from my class calls me and she's like, I know this landlord from the apartment, like across from where she was living at the time. And she's like, this couple is living there, but she's, they just graduated and they're like moving to work to another city. She's like, weren't you looking for an apartment in the city center? And I was like, oh my God, yes, we need to go. Like we have to go. And uh, after that, we had an exam that morning and I went to visit that afternoon. And let me tell you, it was such a beautiful apartment. It was like this big bathroom, like this separate room for a washing machine. And the thing was like the landlord lived next door with his wife. And there's like this couple in their 70s, like the nicest people I know. And it was so neat. They were like, so like the grandparents I didn't have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was like them at that moment. And I didn't think much about that feng shui book, but looking back at it, like it makes sense. You know, I like the enhancements and the things. And so I moved into that apartment. Fast forward. I was still in the same apartment and my boyfriend back then lived at my place like in the week. And in the weekends, we went over to his parents' house outside of the city. So big drama, three years in, we break up. Mm-hmm. And like, I definitely needed something new. We we're going apart, you know, the drill, like mm-hmm. the typical, but yeah. either <laughs> way, like it's devastating, right? You know, that feeling like, you know, that you need to, to go off on separate paths, but it's, mm-hmm. it's awful. But it still so, hurts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. So the next day after breaking up, I didn't sleep well at all. Yeah, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to work. It was one of my first like real corporate jobs. So I come into my living room and I see all of these pictures on the wall of us like on these trips. And I literally like dropped on my knees, super dramatic. (laughs) And I started crying. Now I'm laughing. But at that point, it felt like as if my heart like got ripped out of my chest. I'm like, why is this happening to me? You know, like, and after a bit of like this desperately crying, I, and this is all at 6 a.m., right? (laughs) So I felt like this force. I was like, what? I cannot like continue crying like this. And I put like this Spotify heartbreak playlist on and I started no, like, like yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to like dig the, the wound even deeper. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? If you want to make it dramatic, make it might as well extreme. just like go full force. Yeah. yeah I love it. So no, at that point I'm like, Spotify heartbreak playlist and I start packing his things crying packing and even like the he had some art on the wall I ordered like new wall art 6 a.m girl this is like (laughs) full on like on a mission Mm -hmm. and I was standing there like with three boxes two full bags and I was like this is going to the basement and now if I when I get out of the shower I claim this apartment like to be mine again. This is like my fresh start. I'm alone. And it was, that was like the power of decluttering at that point, you know? And in the basement, I found that book, that book that I had bought in Paris, like four years ago, four years before. So I started reading on Feng Shui online because I remembered how complex that book was and it was leading anywhere. But I started like implementing these cool textures and colors and of course, I had like to process the breakup and all, but it was like the most amazing summer. <laughs> it was a pretty nice adventure and I really loved it. And I'm like, 
after when I looked at it, I was like, mm, these enhancements and these this intuition that guided me to to this beautiful feng shui part was part of my journey. So at that point, like my friends started asking me my opinion, like on well-being, on feng shui, but it was all based like on internet searches. So I helped my friends out at my current apartment last year, like with the COVID uh, situation. And so he was like, you know what? You're helping all of your friends. And I see that they're having like these beautiful shifts, but haven't you thought of making this official? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I'm just doing some internet searches, you know? And yeah, I, I got like into the lookup for the certification. And then, yeah, I, uh, I found this beautiful school, this beautiful mentor, and I got certified as a practitioner. And since then, yeah, I've been helping people on this journey. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that. I love your story. And I think, I think my favorite part, well, okay, obviously the dramatic part is like, you know, you and I, we can like look at that now and kind of like chuckle at it, but you know, it is very painful in the moment, but it brought you to such a beautiful place. And I also love that um, your partner encouraged you, especially during COVID. I know that it was a time like at the very beginning of COVID when a lot of people were getting laid off that for a lot of people, it was like very hard, but then I think for a lot of people, it gave them the push that they needed to start their business or mm -hmm. to leave a job that was like literally killing their soul or like ripping their soul from their body, like <laughs> just all of these things. And I love that you got that push to go into this because I can just like hear through your voice, like how excited you are, how passionate you are. And I just love to see people doing things they love, right? Because life is... I mean, cliche, but life is short. Like we only have so much time on this earth and we don't know how much time we have in this body, in this place. So it's like, why not have fun with the time that you have and do something you love, right? Yeah, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. So, okay, now that we've covered how you got here, how the business got started, let's dive into what, feng, let me, wait, is it feng shui? Because I always say feng shui. Feng shui, yeah, feng shui, yeah, you're feng saying shui. it right. Okay, so let's dive into what exactly feng shui is, because I'm sure a lot of listeners have heard of it, like maybe just kind of like briefly, but what exactly is it? Like, we'd love just like a breakdown. Yeah, I always simple it down to like the art of placements, saying like your intentions are manifesting into physical form. So how we work like in Feng Shui is all of your life teams are incorporated in this Bagua map. So that's like this floor plan of your home divided like in nine areas. You have career, you have health, you have love and relationships, creativity. Each aspect has its intention. And each Gua from the Bagua map has its own textures and colors and forms. And also together with that, so that's a physical part, but we work with like three principles and that's safety, comfort, and beauty. Mm. So those are like really things that uh, on the base make like feng shui um, tangible, let's say, but we really like to, and I like to work like that. It's to align this environment, like with your aspirations, your vision. So being, first of all, not, making it not about functionality but really about 
who you want to be. Adapt like this environment to your current needs. So you can have like this perfect balance between the work, rest, play, like this yin yang flow. And what I've seen is that a lot of people also live with their past. So, I mean, you're not the person that you were three years ago. And we often forget to take that environment with us on this adventure. So it's really all about mirroring of you, like being clear, choosing your future and like setting everything up for success. No, so that's really embracing that chaos, that motion that the change brings. So when you are going through this breakup, as I just told you, it would have been so harming to myself to have all of these things that reminded me of this person of this once adventure, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I kind of feel like in some sense, you know, not that I consciously practice feng shui in terms of like the principles that maybe you, um, refer them to us, but, you know, I firmly believe in like just the things in your environment carrying energy, right? So even when it's like I moved to, so I recently moved from New Jersey to um, Dallas after a breakup as well. And for me, it was about sort of bringing the things that I wanted to in the space that were really representative of me and not of the relationship. And for me, that also meant getting rid of a lot Mm -hmm. of things, so selling a lot of things, um, and just buying brand new things coming here and like starting okay. completely fresh. So I feel you when you're like the energy and like cleansing and decluttering. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I feel like I love stuff, but I'm also the queen of like, if I have to throw something out or give something away or donate it, listen, I will do it very quickly. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And also that's what people also forget. Like this is the message that you're bringing out to the universe. If your closet is like filled with things, you are not making space for your new opportunities. That's the message that you're giving out. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And that's why I always, I literally love the seasons because I will like go through my closet and donate like a ton of things. And then I'll just like buy new things. Cause one, it's like my style may be changing. I'm growing older. Like you know, the things I wore in like high school or when I was 21 may not be my style, my fit right Mm -hmm. now. And then someone else can use it in their season. But it's like, I just make room for new because I'm, I just don't like having a ton of stuff just to have like a ton of stuff because that overwhelms me. (laughs) So I totally feel that. But in terms of like the benefits of feng shui, so you kind of mentioned one um, where you mentioned that, you know, as you're sort of like decluttering your space, right? You're making room mm-hmm. for the new. You're sort of bringing your environment along on the on the growth journey of yourself. But what are some of the other benefits of feng shui? Um, and how does that like how? Why would someone want to use feng shui or want to use the principles of feng shui when they're sort of thinking about how to decorate their home or how to set up their home or office? When I work with clients, and that's something really, really big, they mostly ask me like, oh, I want my finances to increase or I want to attract the perfect partner. And the first question I ask them is like, okay, get clear on your priorities first. Like, what are your priorities at this moment? Make sure that your environment says nice things to you. So that's the first one. And then they, it comes in. They start having like this fluidity in their days. They get more space for opportunities. They get the sense of clarity. Um, I've experienced like 
just some things that have have changed and then changed around of objects and they're like Anna I'm feeling so vitalized so energized or also like strong family dynamics that they're like I had never like spoken to this person this way before and now we have like this strong connection and I'm like yeah because you are shifting perspectives too so you attract a lot of things because first of all they get clear on their priorities they're not overwhelmed and anxious anymore and then like things start to happen their brain starts to align also like this new set of opportunities so yeah it's like when you think about a lot of things being in your space I don't know but like I said I get very overwhelmed and just the process of doing deep cleanings right I think um I love to do my cleaning like my deep deep cleanings on Sundays just before I start a new week and I feel like I if I like for some reason don't do that on a Sunday or even a Saturday it's like I start off my week feeling very muddled like very like I just can't think very clearly Mm -hmm. and you know it's like people would be like oh like you know you gotta have your morning coffee and things like that but (laughs) for me it's not the the necessarily the coffee it's just like my space right and how I wake up um in a clean space versus if I wake up in a a very cluttered space it's a completely Mm -hmm. different feeling Totally, totally agree. And also that's like being clear on your priorities on rituals, like you're putting yourself up for success at that point. Because you're like, you know what, the Sunday is like my day, my week is going to be this beautiful set of opportunities, I am going to clean everything dysfunctional that is not working at this moment. So great. I love it. I love it that you're so practicing feng shui already. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the Taurus in me. (laughs) I love the rituals, love the the luxurious cleanse space Mm, feeling. So what are some of like the key feng shui rules that someone should follow if they're kind of like, okay, I want to start implementing this. I want to kind of test the waters. Like what are the main, I guess, like rules or things that someone should do? I would say energize your space. So make sure everything is set up to be comfortable, beautiful, and safe. Um, if you keep on, let me use this as an example. If you keep on stabbing your toe on the table, maybe it's time to utilize it like elsewhere to get another one, because first of all, your toe will thank you. (laughs) And also like, this is not energizing for you. Mostly we look into these beautiful homes and I've had like clients with beautiful homes and they're like, I'm not comfortable here. It's beautiful but it's not comfortable and it's not safe. So, you know, like look at something at this pers- from this perspective, from those three, three um, bullet points. And also like things like plants, opening windows, setting a candle, putting music on, like really oh, energizes yes. your space. Celebrate life, you know, yes. celebrate yourself. So that's really, really, really great principle to do. Like people think, ah, oh, I am going to invest in this beautiful home or I am going to go onto this vacation to escape. Like make your home this oasis. Yes. And be mindful with your space like don't keep broken things things that really like don't vitalize you really go into that that would be like a main point I love that point and again I I don't know if it's because I'm such a homebody like I spend (laughs) the majority of my time at home but I am such a big person of like 
really in, in terms of priorities, like one of my big priorities is like investing in my home. So, you know, maybe someone spends like a ton of money on like vacations, like you mentioned, right? For me, mm-hmm. I I will travel and I'll spend on travel, but like I will just as easily like take my time and pick out like a really nice couch or like a really nice rug. And that's kind of what I've been doing with the space is like curating it really, really nicely. And I agree. It's like, if you make your home this place that feels comfortable and feels like you want to be there, like you'll Mm -hmm. you'll actually want to be there when you have to spend time there, you'll want to be there. And I think it's a a big thing too, especially with COVID with a lot of people working from home. I know that's kind of um, transitioning out a little bit in some areas Mm -hmm. and some places, but a lot of us are still working from home. And if you have to be in a space where it not only is functioning as your home, but your workplace, you're spending literally like all your time there. Like, why would you want it to, or why would Mm -hmm. you want to be uncomfortable there? Right? Like, why not make it a place where you feel like you said safe and it's a comfortable place you to be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's like what boomed since that last year I was like yeah I'm going to get certified and I'm going to start this business and it boomed I mm-hmm. I didn't expect all of these people coming to me they're like I need you to do something I can't live like this anymore and because normally like we flee from those things we go on vacations we we avoid being at home or it's purely functional. So I'm so happy when I see all of these changes going into people's life while working together. I'm like, wow, this is like a big wake up for you. And not only physically, it's really like inside it's intrinsically. I love that. I love that. The energizing the home, right. And the mm-hmm. decluttering, I would say are like the two things you mentioned that mm-hmm. someone should start with. Right. So yeah kind of creating like a, a very comfortable space and and cleaning out your space so that you're not carrying around any of that sort of like past energy that's not aligned with the direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, what are some <laughs> of the things that people shouldn't do, right? And I guess we can argue that it would be the opposite of what we just said, but what are some other big no-nos that you have seen um, feng shui tell you to avoid or the principles of feng shui would recommend avoiding when it comes to organizing your home? Mm, I have several, but like the biggest ones that I've seen a lot is the gigantic plants into the bedroom, like next to the bed. My mentor used, yeah, my mentor used to call them and remember this, the men eating plants. (laughs) Because like several clients that want to call in a partner and there, they have this big plant in their in their bedroom next to them. They already have a living being there, so there's no wow. place for new people. So make place for this partner. Make place for yourself. Yeah, that's a really yeah. big one. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I remember like one time. Um, this is like years ago. I read that if you're calling it a partner, like you should sleep on one side of the bed mostly. So that it's like the other side is like reserved for the partner, which honestly, I already do that like as is. And I I don't, I don't, maybe I'm doing it subconsciously. I don't know. Um, Then again, I do put my pillows on the other side. So (laughs) not a living being, but it's taken up by my pillows, but I just have my side. And I always found that interesting because energetically it makes sense. It's like, you're calling in a person, like you're kind of making that room for them. Right. It's like mm-hmm. maybe in your closet, like you leave a little space for them to hang their things yes. or something yes. like that. But the plant thing I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so interesting. 
something I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot, but I didn't knew it either before, like my course, I haven't had any plants in my, in my bedroom before, but when I read about it, I'm like, totally. And I see it directly like little plants. That's no problem. But yeah, the big ones I should, yeah. should oh, avoid wow. them. And also, I also like something that I see a lot is like pictures in the bedroom um that's all like photos or like um paintings too photos no photos like imagine this like you getting all frisky in your in your in your bedroom and then having like your friends and family members and pets looking at you (laughs) (laughs) so that's something that i would avoid i'm not saying like you're doomed to like that's just not comfortable that's the same thing like it's not comfortable to have you in your intimate space where you have like your alone time all of these these pictures all of these eyes staring at you yeah um so yeah that's that would be a big one and also wait i'm thinking about oh um the home office that's also something that i see a lot um Mm it's like place yourself in the power position always like that's the power position is diagonally from the door so really yeah because you see ceos like at a big company they're always looking at the door so really avoid having your back towards the door because it's subconsciously exhausting not the back yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that would be a really big one that i see and a lot of people that are now working from home and i'm like yeah of course you're exhausted and they're like yeah it felt so weird but i didn't know why i'm like yeah (laughs) yeah I um, I don't know. Again, I don't know where I got this. I think my my mom definitely instilled this in me since I was growing up, and I don't know what her beliefs on it were. But every time we went somewhere, she would always say like, "Put yourself in a place where you could see the door." Um, oh. So like even at restaurants and things like that. Like if I go out to eat, I like to choose the seat where I can see like the front mm-hmm. door. But in my office, my desk is um, it's not my back is not to the door, but it's like the door is on my right. So I have to turn my head to the right to see the door. But, um, but yeah, I just don't like not seeing the door (laughs) wherever I go. No, but that's good. That's good because you see the door, you have a direct vision of of the door. So that's, that's okay. And also in this power position, like it's just a diagonal side that you see the door as you're telling me. And, um, that you are not directly like in this arrow because when you have like this energy and motion see it as entering like like an arrow you know so you don't want to get like vroom, all covered up by like all of this thing this energy coming in so it's mm-hmm. that's also exhausting so just put it a little bit on the side and like your desk if you're feeling great there that's perfect that's perfect yeah yeah, yeah. and i have one other question i have also heard things about this so mirrors in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And I I was going to avoid getting one in this apartment in the bedroom. I was going to put it in the closet, but the lighting is so good in the bedroom and it mm-hmm. makes for a really good space for when I want to like try something on and come look like I get really good lighting to see, but it's facing the bed. And I've heard before that mirrors should face the door so that it's like if any energies are kind of flowing through the mirror it's like they can go through the door, but I have mine facing oh, the bed. I yeah. And 
Yeah. Um, no, that's, um, I wouldn't recommend like the mirrors in the bedroom, but you're not doomed. It's like what it is, it's like mirrors are activating. So those are mm. active, they like absorb light and they defer light. At the e in the evening, you want to put everything to sleep in your bedroom. So cover it up in the evenings. If you love it so much that it's there, I always say like, it's not something that is yes or no, you know, like if you love this mirror and you utilize it during the day, well, let's work with that and just like put a blanket or something over it in the evening. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. That because <laughs> I literally was like, no, this mirror is so cute in here and it's like the perfect wood shade. So yeah, that was one of my big things because I'd heard that several places before and I just didn't know if that was sort of like this hard and fast feng shui rule especially when it comes to energetics and mirrors also you know from my knowledge being portals as well so so mm. yeah that is good to know the plant thing is again very interesting I'm going to <laughs> remember that although <laughs> I am that person I know don't don't judge me but I'm that person that prefers fake plants <laughs> mm. not judging I'm not the feng shui police <laughs> People are always like, oh my gosh, just get it. And I'm like, I really honestly love my fake plants. Like I just dust them off. Like I don't have to water them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good on the, <laughs> the real plants mm -hmm. inside, mm -hmm. at least in this season. I don't know. Maybe that can change. But, um, but in terms of the, the rules, right. Or like the principles with feng shui, would you say, and you kind of answered this a little bit earlier with the mirror thing, but would you say that like quote unquote, breaking the rules or like doing the, the no, no things like are hundred percent, like attracting bad energy. So going back to maybe your plan example, right? If there's a person who has this like big plant in their room and they love it, is it, is it, and they're single and they're trying to attract a partner. Is it that, you know, girl, you need to get rid of that plant or boy, you need to get that plant out of your room. Or is it more so like, you know, you can almost, I guess, change your mindset or, or train your mindset to, like not think that the plant will repel a partner, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not like that black or white. Like you're, as I told you, like you're not doomed to be like unhappy or to attract bad things. Um, I don't like to think that way. I know that some of my feng shui colleagues are like, oh, this is a big no. But I've had like some of the, like the mirror part, you know, like I'm, if you're super happy with that, like just go with it. Let's just find some modifications. Also like with the plants, that's something that we can look into then um, to see like, okay, where can we put it? Or is there some other place that is better for it? But it's just, if you don't, apply some of the basic like feng shui rules it's just like uncomfortable you're gonna feel like a little bit unstable maybe anxious and maybe not attract the things that you might want so that's more of my uh, implementation to it and I always ask and that's something that my mentor told me like to do is ask the person first like what is the story behind this piece of furniture of or this picture or this art because sometimes it makes a person really happy and we cannot be like oh no you're doomed you know what <laughs> nothing to do about this you know so no it's just the the only thing is the arrows that what I told you like sleeping and having your bed in front or your desk 
in front of a door can be overwhelming sometimes. And you can feel that if you're sensitive to that, that those are things that mm, maybe we should try to just move it up. But yeah, objects are always like replaceable. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think it's just kind of like um, with feng shui, I just wanted to make sure that there are no like hard and fast rules because I think it's kind of similar with manifestation where it's not like a hard and fast thing, right? It's like everyone Mm -hmm. has their own way of doing it. There are like modifications. There are a bunch of different other things to take into consideration with how someone consciously manifests versus like trying to give everyone the same exact like Mm -hmm. sense of how they need to do something. You really just have to, it's like customizable. So I like that you kind of mentioned that, you know, you have to ask people like, where that object is from or like what's the meaning behind this because maybe there is something there for them that isn't there with someone else that makes it you know an object that can stay in that place even though it may not be like the perfect place according to feng shui principles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a lot of emotion attached to it too like i've heard this in a podcast and it was like emotion is like energy and motion and Mm -hmm. i think that our like objects are are this beautiful thing that goes with these memories as part of ourselves and not everyone is like ready to like go of some things and it's not up to me or to anywhere else like what you're saying about manifestations is the same to be like oh no this doesn't fit into your life you know that's yeah so yeah totally agree with what you're saying I would love to know what are some of the results that some of your clients have received or expected or gotten in their life um, when embracing these feng shui principles. I know you mentioned some of the benefits earlier with kind of like them feeling more flow in their life, feeling less anxious, things like that. But what are some of the other, I guess, maybe more tangible results that someone has experienced, right? So um, besides sort of like the energetic results that they've received of how they feel in their home. It depends. Um, I've had clients that have attracted like a partner but not in the form that they 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 thought it would be you know like that's the thing with manifesting they write like this beautiful these beautiful letters I make them like make space for things and then they're like I reconnected with a friend of mine that was and in my letter I was talking about this new business person that wanted to meet but I'm like yeah that's that's the thing so you're attracting a partner um and you're ready just to attract that person into your life so I've had definitely had that um, um, also uh, finances like some miraculously and I don't know how that happens but it's just like they they tell me like Anna I just got this payment from that or I just got this promotion this beautiful promotion that it, um, that it was this man this um, executive mm-hmm. and he had been feeling so trapped into his job like really he told me literally like I feel this slavery coming up I'm like the slave of my job every day I'm working so hard and I don't know why I'm doing this so we started with his priorities and he got this beautiful promotion he got to move um homes move cities and he's super happy but also like little changes you know because that's what I'm telling you like people come to me like oh I want to increase my my finances or meet my new partner but there's a lot of like little things like um, family dynamics that weren't working before. And then we do some enhancements and like the, it was this woman with this with this young boy and they weren't getting along with the dad um, and he was growing up. But I think that 
it was something weird between the dead, like the, this this ego center, this manhood that was coming up. And we were like doing all of these beautiful enhancements. And she's like, it's it's amazing. I, I have never seen, they were like watching a movie yesterday. They're like talking again. And I don't know how this happened, but you know, like all of these things were just, yeah, just like flowing into place, putting like these dynamics and these puzzles together. And also just people telling me like, Anna, since three weeks that we've been working together, I've experienced like the most beautiful um, encounters. Like I'm feeling so secure about myself. Things that trigger me don't trigger me anymore. Um, So I think that's like the dripple effect of it because people, we always materialize like our, our objectives. But I think that if you can make the place like a better world, Mm -hmm. that's something like, Oh, that's, that's priceless. That's like just priceless. When I hear like, I'm so happy or I haven't cried in years. And yesterday I just cried it all out and I feel so much better. And I feel that I can be a better dad or a better mom. Like that for me, is like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I love that. And I think those are some really beautiful results, especially because it's just like life-changing stuff. You know what I mean? Like those connections kind of being, um, (laughs) being cultivated and the money flowing in or the promotion especially with the person where it was like yes it's like more money like promotion but at the same time like he was able to leave a space where he was feeling trapped and I think that's Mm -hmm. such a big thing especially in career um and not wanting to feel trapped at your workplace because you spend so much time there but when it comes to these principles one thing I've noticed you kind of saying and mentioning is that you're making, you're helping people make these adjustments in their life. And what's happening is that it's creating space for things to flow more effortlessly into their life or things that are not aligned to flow out. So that being said, do you, when someone comes to you and they say, okay, I, you know, I want to attract money or I want to attract love. Do you focus on specific principles or specific rules to help them attract those things? Or do you say, you know, let's look at this holistically and let's kind of approach this in a way where we're just going to make adjustments all over your home and it's going to allow things to flow in all the areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really start by getting clear on who they want to be. Like, who are you? Not what your mom, your aunt, like your friend or partner, like, or society tells you to be like, really what excites you and like set that intention to embody that version of yourself. As I was telling you earlier, because then I have the, had the experience that people come to me with these definite things. But then when I ask them that it takes all of the rest away of that thing of, ah, this is the objective. They're like, Oh, it's, it's about me and I have control. So we really create that space to receive it so that they have space like to show up, you know? And if we set up that space as if it already is, as if it already has happened, like what you're telling me about attracting the partner. Um, yeah. Then at that moment, then we kiss the past goodbye. Then we have something like, you know what, from today on you are in control your principle is now you are choosing your future. You're choosing yourself, empowering yourself. And the enhancements are just flowing with you. You know, this is this process of embracing this. So this is like my main principle that I, that I work with. And then from then on, 
I work with like the materialistic side, like, okay, let's go into textures, like go into colors. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So you basically are putting them at the center and saying, instead of us focusing on the love or the money or the job or whatever, we're going to kind of focus on you as a person mm -hmm. and the, the growth that you wish to cultivate to be the person to attract mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. You know, I have this like funny story <laughs> about this, uh, this client of mine and uh, he's divorced recently. He moved into this house with his two kids. Um, and I'm like doing this meditation with him <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so think about this. Um, how how do you like uh, your space? And and he's he's just like doing this meditation. I'm like, okay, how do you feel about this objects? And then he just started crying. He's like, you know what? Everyone in my life has chosen for me, like my ex-wife, my girlfriends, my parents. I'm like so tired of this. And I'm like, wow. You know, like at that point, he's like, I don't like anything in my home. I don't like it because it was chosen for me. I didn't have a say in it. And I blame myself because I was working all of the time and just thinking about the functionality of it and other people picking it up for me. But I am not happy here. So I'm like, wow this is so powerful because then we can work with that we're like okay nice you know what you don't want let's go into that so those are really heartfelt stories that I'm like ah oh, this is beautiful this is beautiful because you are finding your essence exactly <laughs> yeah and especially with it being a home and I think that's one of the things of like sharing a home with a partner is like it it should be that space for both of you right it's not just one person um and, and I think we see this like stereotypically play out at least I do in like tv shows where it's like the girlfriend like the guy's just like oh like it's whatever she wants or like you know things like that and it's like no it's your space too right so mm -hmm. it's like how do you want to like put yourself in this space, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, again, in the stereotypical example, it's always that the woman in these heterosexual relationships mm -hmm. are afraid that the man is gonna like, like something ugly <laughs> or like wanna put, I don't know, like video games everywhere and things like that. And I don't know, I think there's just a way to like find that balance and, you know, depending on how your partnership is, like maybe you find that balance in your own way. But um, just hearing that story made me think of that and made me think of how mm -hmm. in any space that you're sharing with someone else, it should be that balance where like you can see yourself in the space and you feel comfortable and they can also say the same. That's the first question that, that we ask. Like when I start working with someone, like does your partner know it and do your kids know it and do they accept that? Because it's really entering someone's intimacy, someone's space. And if the children are like, mostly they're, they're super fine with it. And they're like the first one that are super excited to implement this Bagua map. Um, but if they're like, no, I don't want this mom, you know, like, okay, or dad, you know? So that's something really, really personal. And a lot of times I see that in relationships where I'm like, okay, the woman has like this whole house. And then the man is like, yeah, I got the garage. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got this yeah. little space over here. So we really want to, yeah, we really want to balance that out. Like, okay, but let's make a spot just for you, even if it's like a little corner, little altar or something that we feel balanced out. So yeah, 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 totally, mm -hmm. totally. That being said, I am curious when you're when you're either shopping for yourself or possibly helping 
your client shop and, and we're leaning into the beauty and the aesthetic piece of the feng shui principles, where do you love to get your favorite pieces? I mainly work and now with COVID more um, with clients online. So I have clients uh, worldwide currently and I love to work with local stores. So it's really fun to have like these authentic pieces. And um, for the home itself, I also like to implement first before they acquire new things, like shop into your own house system, you know, like revamp or repurpose things. So that you're really excited, like I created this. I like to personalize a lot. So yeah, those that's that would be it. I yeah. I love that, like the DIY piece. I think that's mm-hmm. so fun. My mom is very much like that. Like so much of the stuff in my um in my childhood home, like she has just made like you'll walk into our home and be like, oh my God, this is such a cute blanket or this is such like a nice, like whatever it is, like floral arrangement. And she'll be like, oh like I did that or I made that. So growing up, I've seen that a lot. And it's like, she's just so infused into the home because it's so (laughs) much of her creativity. So I've always loved like DIY projects. Yeah, you can customize everything, right? Even Mm -hmm. if you buy something that's like, maybe not like the color, the right color scheme or like, doesn't have like the right textures, as you mentioned earlier. It's like, you can always buy like fabric or paint or whatever and just like redo it. And I love that kind of stuff. So I Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that. And in terms of the local stores, I want to start like shopping at local places more often. I I tend to shop at um, either Home Goods. We love Home Goods, which is kind of like a store they have. um, They have a lot of like home pieces that are from other places, but they're marked down at Home Goods. So I like that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely want to start like going to more local places because I feel like that's where you find these really beautiful gems that are so, so unique and usually handmade. Yeah, and it's also like this adventure. I make it like fun to look for those pieces. Like I have this client in Germany and we were looking into like these local stores and then he gets like these opportunities also to interact with people out of his neighborhood. And it's really fun. You're like supporting something like this bigger cause. I don't know. I'm not saying that big, like the big, um, um, how do you say that? the big brands like the chain stores yeah that, that that's not good it's good but it's fun to have like two or three pieces that you really got the adventure to to just look for them and have like this vision of what you want to have in your home it's really personalized yeah 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 oh my gosh well this has been <laughs> a beautiful expansive conversation Anna. i'm yeah. so happy that you decided to come on here and chat with me um as we just wrap up this conversation I would love for you to kind of like plug where you are on the internet for anyone that's wanting to work with you or they want to follow your journey they want to get some very practical and applicable feng shui tips as they decorate their home or redecorate their home whatever the case may be where can we find you online that would be on Instagram at the home anatomist um and also my website is still in the make so it would be thehomeanatomist.com but that is still ongoing (laughs) okay that is amazing that's awesome well I can link your Instagram below and then I'm sure once folks follow you on Instagram you'll be making an announcement on Instagram when your website is up and running and 
folks can come and book with you or work with you. But either way, I can say that I have gotten some really cool tips from your Instagram page already. So I know that mm-hmm. anyone who's like interested in this, who wants to kind of explore this a little bit more, they should definitely give you a follow. And of course, everything will be linked in the show notes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really, really happy to be on here. And I hope that you learned a lot from it. <laughs> You're already implementing a lot. <laughs> I did. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining me for this amazing, amazing conversation. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.